0: welcome to the show daver here
1: hey this guy's chad and chandler's back as well how we doing
2: today dave
0: well we're doing pretty good uh the three of us went to a pretty cool uh prestige wrestling show uh at the roseland theater it was uh roseland seven uh yeah they're really uh uh bringing in the big names i feel uh Kind of related to Collision, uh, quite a few names uh, that we saw at Prestige were actually on Collision, too. Uh, J.D. Drake, Anthony Henry, Willow Nightingale, uh, Sky Blue, uh, Nick Wayne. Uh, Yeah, it was really cool. I I believe it was live, and uh, they had to catch an early flight, it looks like, (laughs) to get to uh, North Carolina. but, yeah, I really, uh, really enjoyed that prestige show. That was your first one, right, Chandler?
2: Oh, yeah. First of many, hopefully. It was a great time. Uh, I think my favorite part was probably just Nick Wayne coming out and him being in the main event. That was so much fun, and the crowd were pop- popping so hard for him. I was the only one yelling prodigy at him, but I don't care. It was, It was a blast. How about you, Chad? What did you like most?
1: Oh my gosh. I love the whole thing, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of a psychopath. So I loved Amira. Mm. Uh, Intergender uh. death match. That was freaking awesome. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah. That was, it was pretty good. It was, it was a lot to watch, but I was glad they had an intermission right after that. (laughs)
1: Lots of color. I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up and coming, uh, star there, Amira. Uh, we, uh, Kind of got to not really meet and greet, but we uh me and Chandler we introduced bombs. ourselves
1: we freeloaded we,
0: uh, we in our introduced ourselves to uh Brian Zane, yeah uh, who was doing commentary and uh i had to get I couldn't help myself I had to get the scoop I asked him, I'm like, all right, where do you think Amira's gonna go after here? she's uh you know going to the moon right and he's like a e w I was like, all right, you heard it here first.
2: Especially <laughs> with the match she had with Drexel, uh, she wouldn't be a fit for WWE. Like, I would want to see her have more death matches with the women of AEW, if anything. Uh, I did not have such a great scoop with Brian Zayn. I just said, wow, I've been watching your content for years. I love you, man. Thank you. And then I also saw Leo Roosh, which I did get an exclusive first news here. He'll be at GCW next. Because I was just like, I don't know what to ask him. I, I don't want to be like, wow great match man because that's kind of like like cringe but i was like well i want to like actually say something so he'll be heading to gcw next i'll probably check it out because my goodness him and uh samurai samurai del sol aka the former kalisto they had a banger like just a hidden banger right in the middle of the card so it was excellent just top to bottom great show
1: yeah those guys were clearly having fun too that's what i love about those shows is like they're happy to be there they're having fun in front of a more personal crowd uh the way they finished was hilarious making him do the lucha lucha stuff that was great
2: yeah so much fun oh yeah De- well definitely love it something that for me was not as fun as prestige that we're going to be talking about a bit more unless y'all have anything else to say about Prestige.
0: Uh, no, I mean, th- there's a possibility we might do a little more in-depth uh, content involved with Prestige coming up. I'd really like to dive into that, maybe uh, uh, featuring some of their talent, kind of focusing wrestler by wrestler. Yeah, I want to I wanna get into that a little more. Uh, heck, one day maybe we can interview uh, someone.
1: Got to get that Miami Heat heat.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I have my new favorite wrestlers and they were prestige. It was these guys that were like plucked straight from the 80s. There was this cheesy tag team and everyone hated them there. They were booing them. I was the only one who was like their biggest fan. So they won. I was buzzing. But anyways, moving on. Any colliders out there? How was Collision? Boys, what'd we think? <laughs>
0: okay show uh they toned rick flair down a little bit i appreciated that uh it was not as good as maybe the last collision uh maybe not as uh eventful as dynamite but yeah i can't give it a bad rating <laughs> uh
1: Yeah, it was a show. It was kind of middle of the road for me. It wasn't offensive. It was. It didn't like wow me like the previous Dynamite. But uh, you know, I I thought it was okay. Uh, None of the matches really stood out to me. It was all they all felt almost like watching Raw. It was like, oh, a match happened, but uh, it wasn't. Nothing was bad. No, no like crazy botches or anything. It just didn't uh, didn't jazz me up. Maybe it's the uh, the post uh, C two. Doldrums now, like you, you were saying. I'm not not looking forward to the tournament ending because what next?
2: Yeah, I'll say I was pretty bored for most of the show, but the main event really saved it. So that we'll I'll we'll give kudos to that. Uh, but we'll just start off. Big Stinger. Yeah,
0: yeah, we got uh, Darby Allen and Sting versus the workhorsemen JD Drake and Anthony Henry, which we literally saw less than 24 hours before that at uh the prestige show. Uh yeah, kind of cool. Uh Rick Flair was there for support. Why wouldn't he be in Charlotte, North Carolina? Um yeah, Mark Henry uh, Mark Henry. Uh <laughs> Anthony Henry. Uh Attacked Darby right off the bat before the bell even rang. J.D. Drake hit Sting with a chair. Uh, Sting no-sold it. Uh, Ric Flair chopped him. He got his one little chopping. Uh, the workhorseman manhandled Darby Allen until J.D. Drake misses a moonsault. Sting tags in and Darby uh, Darby hits a code red on the big man. Uh, Darby ends up coffin dropping Anthony Henry on the outside and Sting hits Drake with a scorpion death drop for the win uh, yeah I had no doubt that that would be the outcome uh, just you know which move will Sting hit <laughs> the drop or the lock <laughs> Yeah, one of these
2: days I'll win a match with a splash its it's gotta happen soon
0: uh, why not right
2: yeah uh yeah. This, this was a pretty nothing match again it was never really in contention of who was gonna win it was always gonna be Sting and darby i just i really hope i this is so dumb i really hope to catch john hobbs win because i think there's a lot of like storylines you can tell after that i think there's a lot of like like we're kind of at a crossroads here not to drop corroded cody Rhodes into this but you could either go the route what I want, which is catch will probably pin, like, Darby, right? And then Darby might not, like, see himself as worthy of being with Sting. And Sting will be like, well, how about this? Let's go have a match at Revolution, my retirement match. And it's Darby proving himself to his mentor and himself. Or you could have, you know, Sting and Darby win, which I'm still okay with because, you know, I still like Sting. And this retirement tour has been fun. Hasn't been exciting, but it's been fun. I am I just keep thinking about, like, Shawn Michaels' retirement and Ric Flair's retirement, and, like, I just want Sting to have such a, like, a grandiose retirement like that. So I'm really hoping for something big, but I don't think I'd be that disappointed if, you know, they just won and continue this big old baby face happy cheery because there's a lot of fans that are just eating up this Sting retirement tour, and I think that's good. I'm, it's a fun 10 minutes on TV every week.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with Chandler on that, like, you need to insert some drama into it. If it's just play the hits every time, they'll be like, oh, that was fun, but kind of not impactful. So definitely agree with that. I do have to put over one thing that happened in this match where when they were outside of the ring, uh, uh, Darby got uh, whipped to JD Drake and he did that pop up into the ropes on the outside of the ring. And then when Darby rebounded off, he gave him this crazy Lariat. I thought that was a pretty dope spot. But uh yeah it was just you know it was a popcorn match. Just kind of shut your brain off and have fun. You know what's you know how it's gonna end. But uh I did I did like that move and it was pretty wild like hey we just saw these guys in Portland like less than 24 hours ago. Now here they are on this. So that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah
0: it uh kind of made me respect uh, the workhorsemen a little bit more uh for what they do so yeah fun match uh never uh never got worried about who was gonna win but uh yeah fun stuff good to see sting uh fight until the end um after that we get the first ever uh continental crown title defense uh eddie kingston versus trent beretta uh yeah fun match uh eddie put up the fight that i thought he would friend ended up uh getting pretty bloody uh nice little nose injury yeah do you think that was his intentional? mom there
1: i think he mm. i think he actually
2: broke his nose like it didn't i don't know but i didn't really see the doctor like checking up on him that much but mm.
0: interesting he yeah, was so- down down in the mat like for a while he could have bladed. Uh, But, yeah, that's cool that we wonder if it was real or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of cool things happened in the match. Uh, So, yeah, they started out exchanging chops. Uh, Eddie ends up kicking Trent. Trent hits a tornado DDT on Eddie. Eddie chopped Trent in the face. Uh, Trent bleeding, broken nose. Uh Eddie Kingston, side of is Trent on the outside. Uh, we see Trent's mom Sue is ringside, uh, cheering him on. Trent uh bleeding a lot. <laughs> we get a Tope Suicida uh, from Trent on Eddie on the outside. Trent power bombs Eddie Kingston from the corner for two. Trent goes for strong zero, but Eddie hits an exploder. Uh, Eventually, Trent goes uh, or gets a one count to Eddie from a gut wrench German suplex, uh, then another suplex, then another suplex. Uh, We get a running knee to Eddie Kingston from Trent, a gotch style pile, pile driver to Eddie from Trent for two. Both men on their knees and they punch the shit out of each other. Uh, they exchange chops and forearms. Uh, we get a half and half suplex to Eddie from Trent. Trent charges Eddie, uh, but Eddie hits a half and half suplex, a back fist, then a Northern Light suplex, but Trent kicks out at two. Woo! Uh, Eddie ends up having to hit a stalling Northern light soup uh, bomb uh, for the win. Uh, yeah. Great title defense. Great match. Uh, Trent was a worthy opponent in my mind.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. I kind of predictable ending, but the thing I love about Eddie is he's kind of developing into one of those guys who can kind of finish a match in any way. Like the last handful of matches, he's uh, hasn't really had a specific finish he's hit, Hit him with uh various moves so i thought i think i kind of like that aspect of him right now but uh i don't know i figured first title defense they weren't going to switch it so uh i don't know pretty obvious to me how about you chandler
2: yeah this is a pretty uh big boring match like I, I it wasn't bad i'll I'll never call this match bad but i just I i don't like trent i think he's boring he's just kind of orange cassidy's friend that loses a lot so I just kind of saw this match as Eddie Kingston just kind of trouncing him. And it wasn't that, but it was just like, I don't care about a chop battle. I don't care about the two guys on their knees and they're going to start clubbing each other. Cause it's like, it's Trent. Like, he's he's not doing anything after this. He's just going to be on rampage again. So I was just kind of bored the whole time. And then Eddie won, but I, I liked that he won with something that he doesn't typically win with. That is, that's a bonus, you know, is Eddie Kingston, the Gunther of AEW. That'd be a fun match. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm glad Eddie Kingston won. That's the right call. I never thought he'd lose, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, hopefully they'll start uh, introducing increasingly more challenging opponents. Uh, Man, who would I really want to uh, challenge him? Maybe Roosh? But that'd be kind of uh, playing back the Continental Classic.
2: Yeah, they didn't wrestle uh, each other. They were in different leagues. I was thinking yeah, Jay true. White, because again, they were in both in the Continental Classic, but different leagues. I mean, Jay White's busy right now, but Roosh hasn't been anywhere. So,
0: yeah, Roosh is a yeah, yeah. great Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on after that, we got Tony Schiavone. Backstage with Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander. Uh, Willow Nightingale, we literally watched her wrestle a match uh, at Prestige. Uh, Great energy. Uh, Really liked uh, Sandra Moon, who she challenged at. Uh, Real fun. uh, Great ability. Uh, Yeah, I'm uh, really loving that. But yeah, we got to watch her live and then on Collision. Uh Tony Shavani brought up it was weird how Stokely Hathaway was paying so much attention. Uh she says she's or Willow says she's gonna focus on the hot start. Uh, she has with Statlander. Uh, Statlander says 2024 or in 2024, they are the two of the best wrestlers in AEW bottom line. And she has a bearded dragon on her shoulder. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: His name was Boots. That's Um, how I kind of wrote about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not very interested in the side. At least they have a kind of a C storyline going on here. Uh, They could not, I guess. Then we would be complaining about them not having it.
2: I, I feel like I've been seeing segments like this since I started watching AEW, where it's specifically like two women where we don't have much for them to do, and they go, Oh, I'm about to start doing stuff. And then like that's the segment. So it is like, well, at least they're on TV, I guess. If this is the like, if this is it, then yeah, at least Chris Lander and Willow are on TV. You know, you could also argue that like Julia Hart's uh, bit in the main event. She was there for what ten seconds? She didn't say a word, and she was more impactful than any woman on the show. So, like, I think you could be a little bit more creative with this, Tony. Like, you could probably have Chris Stan, Chris Statlander at ringside with Tret. That might add a little drama. Like, hurry, like they're in the same faction, right? They're all in the best friends or whatever. Would have added something to the match.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. The
2: next promo, a little bit more interesting. That's something to come. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh we got Hook here. Uh, he says his win percentage is second to none and time for him to get after another championship. Uh he calls out Samoa Joe for the AEW World Championship. Yeah. He he won't win, but I want to see it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it was beautifully shot too. Like I, I love that whole like dark city behind him. I thought it looked great. Um, he actually showed a little gravitas, maybe because it was more of a pre-tape thing. Like probably a couple takes, I'm guessing, but uh, looked good. And yeah, that'll be a good first title defense. Like you say, kind of probably a predictable outcome. But shoot, like two killers going after each other. I like I like the. Uh, I think that'll be a cool ass matchup. How about you, Chandler? You could
2: argue. I'm gonna take our minds back a little bit. You could argue the Daniel Garcia MJF World Title match at Portland uh, started this swerve moves or run that Daniel Garcia is on. So I hope that this maybe hook fight or match with uh, Samoa Joe is that for him that it kind of is like, all right, we're we're gonna start doing something with Hook. It'll be a little slow burning like Daniel Garcia is, but it'll at least be entertaining. He'll be in high spots on the card, which that's kinda all you want with some people. Like not everyone can be world champion, and not everyone can be TNT champion, but as long as they're getting prominent spots on the card, that's pretty cool. So I'll be looking forward to this.
1: Yeah. No, ain't no one getting touching that TNT championship for any time soon until uh until uh he bequeaths it to his uh prodigy when he uh, retires or passes away.
2: Yep. Family legacy, family dynasty of the Christian cage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be cool to see Hook go for that belt. Uh, Red rum versus uh, Samoa Joe's rear choke. I think it was that'll called be the cool... Coquina Clutch
2: in WWE. I don't know if they dropped that. I think it's just a rear naked choke now.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, that, That's they both have one. That'll be great. Battle of the Rear Naked Chokes.
2: You'll think yeah. they'll bring yeah. up uh, Taz's and Joe's history?
0: Ooh, I would hope of so. Of course. Yeah. It's weird, like, Taz hasn't really, like, managed Hook, except for the very tail end of Team Taz back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, they kind of transitioned him to, in, like, impartial commentary uh but yeah you know about his whole faction right chandler i don't know much
2: about team taz What what was it uh,
0: it was uh brian cage will hobbs ricky starks and hook things kind of fell apart they kicked out cage and uh, ricky starks and hobbs had their little little battle and it you know fell off the uh the radar but yeah, uh I think they should get Taz kind of managing Hook a little more. I think that would work. Mm-hmm. He could still do commentary.
2: Yeah, just kind of be like, oh, Hook wrestles only on collision and Taz will come out on collision and watch his matches, and maybe on the pay per view, maybe Nigel McGuinness steps in for Taz or whatever. Like that'd be that'd be pretty nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, we get a ring of honor world tag team championship match, uh, the recently unmasked Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus Brian Keith and commander. Uh, there's no way Brian Keith isn't getting a contract soon. Like he's been all over ring of honor, Collision, dynamite. That's how, that's how it goes. Like I've seen this pattern before. (laughs) You know what I mean? Chad?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's been a, quite a few guys who, uh, took that route and uh i sure enjoy watching him so um hope hope he sticks around and keeps on the tv and does just does, doesn't go hide away on uh, rampage and uh, ring of honor
2: that's what i put in my notes yeah. is, can you just sign this guy already like it's clear that you want to you just haven't done it yet so let's let's wrap this up let's just make it official he's all elite. get him in some programs like i'm ready for him
0: Uh I really like him, big fan Uh, Keep him around Um, But yeah This was actually a proving ground Match where you have To beat the champions In under 10 minutes Or draw to get the title Shot, so this wasn't actually I I retract, this wasn't An actual world title Match Uh, So yeah, yeah That kind of confused me, and when I Rewatched it again, it like (laughs) made more sense so um, ring of honor things i don't know peer champion rules proving ground rules they have a lot of rules
2: i think it's just a number one contender or it's a contenders match and you can draw and succeed i think and i'm sure it's just a ring of honor thing which you know i thought maybe we could get away from ring of honor crap on AEW, but it's clear we're not so dig in boys
0: um yeah, Taven and Bennett dominate Commander and Keith for most of the match. Commander hits a spinning DDT to Taven. Commander superplexes Taven off of uh Brian Keith's shoulders. Pretty cool. Uh Commander dives on Taven and Bennett with uh Keith uh Brian Keith's help. Uh Taven and Bennett win with a combo move. Uh a combo powerbomb move uh yeah clean in the middle of the ring like they've got skill they can wrestle and they they're fun to watch i mean i may not love the devil thing and and everything going on with that but yeah i i respect their ability and uh it's no wonder they've been around for a very long time yeah
2: yeah, I don't want to be too negative on this match, but it's just a classic. Like, I really liked the com- the competitors, the challengers. I thought they were actually a pretty good team together. The only notes I had were the standing suplex and him setting up commander for the dive on the kingdom. I was like, oh, these are, like, interesting. They're working together. And then right as I wrote that in my notes, they pinned uh, Brian Keith. And I was like, oh, whatever. But They win. I think I was like, I can't believe I actually gotta take these guys seriously because they were goobers for so long. And the Devil Dumpling gang, they were still goobers under the mask. And now, oh, the masks are off. And now I gotta take them seriously. And it's still over the Ring of Honor tag team titles, which just kind of feel like props after MJF's run he had over the last couple months. So it's like, I, I just uh, maybe maybe it'll get better when they actually like fight tag teams. But also, I feel like these are Ring of Honor titles, and I, I still don't really want to see them on an EW. But whatever, it was fine.
1: Yeah, I bet you we have a, a feud with the Righteous in our future. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Although that I really happen. did like their packaging. I thought I like the their, the Kingdoms Tron and their music. I thought
2: I like I like the whole package. I like Wardlow and Roddy still, and Adam Cole's a cool leader. It's just them two alone as a tag team. I, if Roddy helped and cheated to win, I'd be like, "Oh, good heel heat." But nah, all right. Well, I'll I'll come around to them. They'll have a couple bangers. And I'll come around. I'm just not there yet.
0: Yeah, I'm uh keeping an open mind on them. I mean, again, I have, you know, respect for what they've done for many years, so uh and they don't look bad when they wrestle, you know, they, mm. they look there, crisp. There was and... not a
2: bad match on the show. It just there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole lot of interesting matches on this show. There was one interesting match.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah uh yeah keeping an open mind. Uh I think they'll they'll get a little cooler maybe <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh but after that we get Renee Paquette backstage with uh Bullet Club Gold. Renee asks them uh, what kind of relationship they have with the acclaimed. Uh, Right then, the acclaimed walk up, and they get in an argument uh, over various things. Uh, Anthony Bowen stops them all and suggests that they team up. Uh, He says the only way to get to the top is through factions. Uh, He brings up Jay White and the Bullet Club in Japan, brings up... uh, Billy Gunn, uh, he doesn't mention DX but that's what he's referring to uh, Jay white and Colton Gunn don't seem interested they walk away uh, but Austin says that it makes sense uh, I kind of like that man what 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 could we get here like what kind of faction <laughs>
2: yeah i i this is one of the more intriguing things on the show Uh well you got to think about what are we setting up to that's what i'm always thinking about was like what's the end game here and over a little ways away from blood and guts but this could be your potential blood and guts match if somehow adam cole is healed by then you could do anarchy in the rita stadium stampedes you know you gotta you got a revolution paper It'll be coming up in only a couple of months so you gotta have matches that aren't just for titles so I'm um, I'm looking forward to this possibility. I think it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a kind of an off the wall pairing, but I kind of like it. Like they claimed have always been over, and like I've really been getting in a Bullet Club gold lately. Like it's said, they kind of when they made that sort of change from hapless heels to a uh, little more intense and scary, I was like, ooh, I like these guys now. So uh, it'd be kind of a weird uh, can they coexist kind of angle with a faction instead of just two people in a tag team so uh no it could be could be a really interesting tv i hope they develop this more uh, the enemy
2: of my enemy is my friend is kind of one of my favorite tropes so if they do that with Jay White and he claimed and the guns hell yeah i'm
1: all for that yeah and when juice robinson comes back that'll just make it weird which i always appreciate weird shit so how mm-hmm. uh, don't know how uh, do you What feel about would it, they
0: Dave? be called
2: uh well what would they Ooh. be
0: called
1: huh
2: the acclaimed Bullet Club Gold, because you would be like, the acclaimed is like a an adjective now. You're like, oh, they are acclaimed because they are the Bullet Club Gold.
0: Scissor, scissor, bang, bang.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like that one better. Do that one. Tony Khan, <laughs> I know you're watching. Write it down.
0: The T-shirt sells itself.
2: Exactly. Two scissors, maybe a gun in the middle. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs>
0: uh cool yeah i'm i'm very intrigued by that I'd, I'd like for them to team up that's my my wish uh cool yeah after that we get adam copeland oh, uh, re- this segment responding to uh world's end winning and then quickly losing the tnt title he reminds us at world's end that they beat the living hell out of each other and that he won the title Christian says uh, he goes to the back of the line now, but it's okay. He uh, works harder than Christian. He's going to start earning his title shot, and he's ready for a fight, and he's already in his gear. Uh, <laughs> he's got an open challenge now. We're going to call it the Cope Open, which uh, really took off. Uh, people are liking that on the old internet.
1: All right, yeah, uh, that's funny.
0: Anyone... Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone in the back, uh, then we get Griff Garrison's music hitting. Apparently, he's been kind of teaming with Maria Canellis, who's married to Mike Bennett, Yep, I thought. And uh, Cole Carter, uh, is he an NXT guy? I don't know. I don't know who uh, he is.
1: I don't know. I know. When I saw him, I was like, wasn't that the guy from the Mortal Kombat movie? It was Cole something or other on that. So. Cole Sprouse? <laughs> But uh yeah, yeah. I, I had a I got a kick out of it though, because I as I was writing down who the F is Griff Garrison, uh that he yelled it. I was like, right on. It was uh one wow. of my favorite bits in BT when uh when um, Dark Order was a, a ruling the roost there. They uh he they brought uh Griff into the room and uh and uh shoot, why am I spacing his name? Uh the leader Hardy. Yeah, Brody walks into the room because they're like, We just recruited Jungle Boy and Griff Garrison sitting there. Had ah. sit there. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, not, pretty that's funny. not Jungle Boy. That's Griff Garrison. Someone got just heels Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> it was, just kind of became a thing after that. I loved it. That's funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they uh, brought that up. That was good. Um, but yeah, um, Adam Copeland says, Uh, He's going from sea level to Mount Everest, and Griff slaps him in the face. Uh, Copeland ends up uh, beating his ass. Uh, Copeland goes for a spear, but Maria grabs his leg. The ref gets distracted by Maria, and Cole Carter grabs Copeland's leg, tripping him up. Uh, Griff takes control, gets Copeland in a headlock, uh, Copeland powers out, and Griff plants Copeland face first on the mat. Uh, Copeland hits a cross body on Griff for two, and Adam Copeland goes for a spear, but Griff hits a discus lariat lariat on Copeland. Uh, then we get an avalanche superplex to Griff and a cross face for the win. Cole Carter kicks Copeland and goes for a 450, but Copeland moves and spears him. Uh, Yeah, kind of a weird little uh, thing. Uh, I kind of, what I got out of the whole thing is Adam Copeland clearly was telling the truth about seeing a lot of himself and Griff Garrison. I think this is the whole point of it was to push, like, give him a little something, maybe give him
2: more like if if i liked someone and i wanted to make them look good i'd give him like a 10 15 minute match this was like six and adam copeland like dominated for all of it this is like kind of why i was like ugh. like if it's a match against someone i've never heard of before make it good because this is the first time this guy's probably on tv for how long he's on an actual broadcast channel you'll if you want to make him anything have them had a good match but this was like nothing it was just couple there was two things that i thought were pretty interesting it was the one spot where maria distracted adam and he went back and did the spear and there was the other guy who was like he didn't really well under the ring and pulled his leg out i was like oh that was cool and then uh griff's disket larry i think you called it that looked pretty good other than that it was just kind of a nothing match and i i kind of got a little pissy i wrote out every single name that wouldn't have hurt them if they lost but would have made this more interesting. So I did uh anyone in, I looked at the entire AEW roster. I said anyone in top flight/action slash and ready. I said Daddy Magic, I said Danhausen, I said this is how you could have started the return of Jack Perry and maybe this is like ooh Adam Coppola needs an ally in the fight against Christian. Jack Perry's a pretty good name cuz he's a phase and whatever you got Jay lethal that would have been interesting jeff jarrett man i might i say lance archer or what about santana or ortiz where have those two been and those were just names that like you could have just brought them out they had the same exact match and it would have been better because people might have known them but nobody knew this guy and it didn't make him look good he tapped out instantly he tapped out instantly
0: I think the the hardest core AEW fan base knew him, but he wasn't as you know big as anyone you just named. Uh, he used to team with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. They were the uh, Varsity Blondes.
2: Oh, he's okay. All right, though well, that's something. The Varsity are Blondes reasons, have a like
1: offender now.
2: I'm a registered Lex offender. I can not say that. Um, I, I guess that's different. I didn't know that he was one of the, I do know of the varsity blondes. So that's kind of something, but also the biggest person in that was Julia Hart. And then it was Brian Billman Jr. And then it's Griff Garrison. So we're at like three tiers down. And And my point is just like, I think it would have made for better TV. Like, just any of those names and those are all people that could easily lose and it would be fine but if you want to build new stars then have good matches with them and if you don't then have it be a name i know that's like oh adam just beat commander at least i got to see commander do some fun flips
1: yeah
0: true um right so uh yeah out there uh do you guys think uh anyone else could have been a better choice uh, leave us a comment let us know who you thought could have been a uh a better um open challenge contestant for adam copeland uh don't forget to uh, like and subscribe while you're at it uh we're very close to hitting our 100 uh pretty cool milestone i'm gonna eat uh the hot bags of uh the death nut challenge here uh, they're ready to go for me when i get there uh chad you're gonna eat a chip with da bomb hot sauce on it yeah
1: just arrived uh, in the in the package i uh, sit, sit there on the counter every time i walk by and i'm like i should no nah, i've done you once nah, nah. i'm saving this uh i plan on
2: eating five of the sour uh candies we all had to do at once uh, and after i said that i regret it because my mouth was quite literally burned like when you burn your mouth from eating something too hot it was burned for days and i'm still kind of feeling it today i'm still not a hundred percent so you better stay tuned for this guys we're putting our lives on the line we're putting our careers on the line for this we're serious
0: yeah yeah should be fun um... I think 100 is a pretty cool milestone, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, we're going to keep uh, pumping out comment, podcasts, uh, top five videos. Uh, yeah, keep watching. Give us your support if you can. We, uh, we appreciate it. Um, but yeah, after that, we get a old school Ric Flair Sting promo. With uh, Darby Allen just kind of giggling in the background. <laughs> uh, Rick Flair talks about Sting and Darby being unbeatable. Uh, we get that retro Stinger uh, fired up promo. He said he's not going to coast through his last weeks. Um, he's all fired up and it's going to be showtime. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was cool. They didn't uh, let Rick Flair talk about women or girls
2: uh you didn't ask anyone back they, to his hotel room that's 18 to 22 like that's okay this is this is yeah. okay tony Khan. but it, it's hard to be negative when sting is that lively and rambunctious he's so infectious like no wonder he's been an icon for decades yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was really uh, fun so yeah, to see cool. you old school with that promo it's like just yelling at the camera and getting all fired up. I was like, uh, I kind of miss that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It felt kind of cool. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. They're going to be in uh Daly's place, uh, the home of AEW. Uh, it'll be a Texas tornado match too, from yeah. what I understand now. Uh, I mean, that makes more sense. That d- means sting can kind of, relax a little more if that makes sense like uh yeah they can double team Darby and kind of keep the focus off Sting a little easier
2: they can they can put Sting through a table and then double team Darby for 10 minutes and then Sting will come back and save and tap out to Keshta and we'll all go home happy.
1: That was not a prediction <laughs> yeah. it was a spoiler.
2: No 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 my my prediction <laughs> is Takeshta uh beats Darby because they keep on hyping up this 26 and zero, and i'm just getting the undertaker streak vibes from this like every streak's got to come to an end at some point so
1: yeah no i agree with you i think it's i think it's better drama if they take the loss uh, to have something to battle against because otherwise it's just happy win happy win and then he goes off and retires
2: one thing i will say that was really funny was as soon as the sting promo ended and i just went "Oh, uh, who forgot to give grandpa his meds so Once again, Nigel is just on point. Goated. And I think Tony Schiavone was like, Nigel! Like, he was so (laughs) disappointed. I'm like, ah! The commentary always makes AEW so much better.
0: Nigel is a special part of Collision. Mm -hmm. I can't, can't put it into words. Like, Kevin Kelly's great. Great. But Nigel just adds that Bobby Heenan, like... Neck like oh I love how he hates Brian Danielson and all the bcc Love it. Uh so good. Who who's like a good comparison for WWE? Who was like the the heel comment commentator?
1: Uh, that's like known
0: for like cheering for the bad people so and giving uh, excuses.
2: If if people watch the two products, they're I'm gonna say a name and people are gonna like hate me for it i don't think they're of the same quality but he's pretty similar to Corey graves because they're kind of in the same way where they're just like in denial of whatever the heel is doing they're just like oh no he's doing great like what are you talking about he's fantastic and i like Corey graves sometimes sometimes he has some funny lines but like half the time he just kind of gets on my nerves like nigel McGuinness never is annoying he's either funny or really um intuitive i guess i don't know like he's really smart and he knows what he's talking about for- rest of- he's a world champion for god's sake like he he knows what he's talking about and on top of it he can have some banter so that's probably the closest comparison i could have of like a heel commentator where they're snarky and they're always making clips and they're talking trash but nigel McGuinness is like
1: here Corey graves is like mm-hmm. Where would you put Pat McAfee onto your list? I ooh. love Pat
2: McAfee. So this is this is the heel list, but if we're just going like commentator list, ooh, ooh he's like, he, he might like, he might be here. He, he's pretty good. He's
1: pretty high up. I love that guy, man. When he came out to uh, Seven Nation Army in WrestleMania, I was pumped. That was he, awesome.
2: He single handedly revitalized Michael Cole's career and made everyone like. Be convinced that Michael Cole is a legend, which he is. He's fantastic, but it took one guy for everyone to hate Michael Cole to now think he's one of the best and all-time greats and up there with JR and Kevin Kelly and all that. So, that McAfee's got some yeah. stuff.
0: Um, But, yeah, fun stuff with uh, Sting and uh, Ric Flair there. Um, after that, we get Sky Blue versus Kiara Hogan. Uh, Sky Blue, another competitor that we literally saw the night before. That Prestige, uh, great match. Uh, yeah, she won clearly. <laughs> I, I don't know if they uh, if they lose very often when they do the independent stuff. Uh, Sammy Callahan did. At Workhorse Prestige.
1: did. They yeah, they did the yeah. job.
0: Yeah, they did do the job.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think uh, uh, if we're talking levels for these people, Sky Blue and Will nightingale Will Nightingale, are at like your upper mid card currently for your women's division in AEW. And Work Horseman is your team that loses to Sting and Darby or anyone. They just lose to anyone. When's the last time they won a match? And then. Uh, it, the other who's the other one always that did the job or was that the only one um oh sammy callahan i don't know about i don't know about Sammy callahan he's tna but workhorseman i think it's just levels to this kind of stuff yeah
0: but yeah um they actually used to team together uh fairly recently uh in fact uh they're both really powerful women uh Hogan slaps uh, Sky and hits a drop toe hold, then a hip attack, then a kick to the face, then a cover for a two count. Uh, Sky viciously throws Kira Hogan to the mat. Uh, Hogan hits a neck breaker to Sky for a two count, but uh, it wasn't enough. Sky ends up winning with a dragon sleeper. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool little match uh, nothing to like you know get excited too much about but uh yeah
1: yeah, yeah i'd like <laughs> to see more of Kira hogan actually i think she's kind of got something uh just the way she trash talks mid-match like she, her mouth is always going it's kind of got a uh, kevin owens or stone cold steve austin vibe like i think she could uh hit another level given some more development so hopefully she gets some more time in the ring that we get to see
2: yeah. I, this is another match where I was like, I wish like Julio was at ringside or something like add, add a little bit like, I don't know, just add anything to this match because it was fine. It was, you know, kind of just standard, but Sky Blue won, which I think everyone kind of figured. And then, you know, what does this lead to? Does Sky Blue have a match with Tony Storm again? Does she like like what's next? Like, Does this lead to anything? Or was this just, oh, we got to have a women's match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One Hopefully thing I will say, does. I always talk about Nigel McGuinness on commentary. This was a Tony Shavani commentary right as they were swinging to picture-in-picture. Sky Blue winked at the camera, and Tony was like, oh, is she winking at you, Nigel? So I, it's just little yeah, things yeah. like that where they do their little banter. I love it, so I mean, that's that's kind of it. Yeah,
0: good stuff. Um, Yeah, after that, they showed, uh, well, the... Same uh, video package that they showed during Zero Hour at World's End about Serena Deeb coming back. Uh, She's been away training in isolation, dissecting every part of the women's division. She says, want to tie me up? I know every escape. You want to restrain me? I know how to break free. Um, I refuse to accept my shackles placed upon me. Uh, known as the woman of a thousand holds, which is sanctioned by Dean Malenko. This is how she earned that. Ooh. Ooh. Um, uh, she says uh, in the human torture device, uh, and she's known as the demon, which she likes, uh, she's ready to return. So that should be great. I think... Uh, She'll bring the bring the the heat, bring the uh ability, like
1: yeah, no right before she left. She... Man, she was on fire, like believable yeah. as just someone who's gonna wreck you. Like I loved it. She was doing that cool uh the timer bit there. That was pretty fun. Uh, are just like uh-huh. just going against just like jobbers is like, you can't last two minutes with me, and she would just tie him up and beat him in like a minute and a half. It was great
2: controversial this kind of just popped in my head but you know i, I want to share your guys's enthusiasm with this because i haven't seen serena d before and you know i uh, hope she's a great wrestler and i hope she does well but with this one segment a week we still get and you know adding in diana perrazzo and mariah may and all this like i'm not that excited so i'm kind of thinking like all right all right all right what are we gonna like change about this like what could we do and so i'm thinking like you know obviously two segments a week that's crazy but what if you took like Rampage or collision, shows that aren't really doing that much. You just put all the women on there. Like, sure, that's not like a like the best idea, but it's also like if you just had a women-only show and you could feature these wonderful talent and actually give them stories that aren't just like who's going for the title, I think that'd be a lot. And it would kind of shut up a lot of naysayers like, you know, me and people who are like you should do more with these women tony like it it would kind of speak a lot what are your guys thoughts on that
1: i'd love it uh one of my favorite pay-per-views ever was the one wwe did the Women's evolution yeah dude that was amazing uh shit women can go like they just have a certain athletic style that men cannot replicate and yeah i would definitely i would watch it every week if that that were a thing for sure how about you dave yeah,
0: um I think that they would need a show like Rampage to fill in that AW dark role to feature the like the C and the D talent uh to kind of give them something to do. Uh maybe yeah, maybe give them one more hour. Uh I don't know. If they don't end up going to or staying with Warner Brothers, they could uh, maybe be allowed to make a YouTube show again. I don't know, uh, but no, that the women's show would need to be on TV. Yeah, I think they should give Rampage to the women and create another or bring Dark back for that uh, lower talent.
2: Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to see like I don't want this women's show to be seen as like all Rampage is the C show. Like I want this to be at least on par with collision if not dynamite but like i I just want to get excited about all these new women and mariah may was so great and i love tony storm and julia hart so much and i'm sure there's so many other women that i just haven't seen when
1: when you see them once every six to eight weeks because there's so many people they gotta cycle through it is a bummer
2: you guys are talking about kira hogan i've seen her have one match before and it was a two-minute squash against like julia or sky blue like months ago so i want to be there with you guys with this but I, I'm just too cynical about it. And then, like, what, with Mercedes Monet coming in, you have to step up your women's division if she is, because that's a big deal. So we kind of got to start doing something at some point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, just to, <laughs> my daily controversial opinion. <laughs> I got to have, ding, ding. Gotta have one per know. show.
0: Yeah. Um so after that we get claudio castagnoli versus andrew effort uh seven foot tall guy um, <laughs> uh claudio sure actually uh, ch- challenges hangman adam page for a match on dynamite right before or during the intro or the uh on his way to the ring uh yeah, he thinks he's seven feet tall. Uh, Claudio choke slams him. Claudio European uppercuts Everett into the barricade. Claudio gives Everett the giant swing. Uh, Andrew Everett gives Claudio a leg lariat. Uh, then he goes for a shooting star press, but Claudio drives his head into the mat, and then a lariat for the win. Uh, yeah, kind of a quick... Uh, nothing match I don't don't uh, have much to say about it Claudio looked OP and did what he should have done uh, I think the story coming out of that match was the challenge to hangman honestly so yeah uh, apparently Everett was trained by the Hardys too I think I caught somewhere uh, but yeah not, not much of a exciting match for me how about you too
1: yeah it was more of an excuse to have the picture in picture promo with a match going on behind it uh i did uh, laugh right, right at the tail end commentary yelling watch out andrews about to die <laughs> yeah but, but uh yeah no it was kind of i feel like a lot of collision has these like quick squash matches and then uh, a a post interview like it's it's a lot of a lot more like Matches are kind of a reason to have the promo as opposed to just have having good matches for matches sometimes. So I don't know. It's definitely a different philosophy. It feels almost like a promo factory for bigger things, though, sometimes.
2: Yeah, I was I was pretty annoyed by this match because they were advertising it like in the bottom left hand corner. So I was like, you know, I don't know this guy. Maybe they'll have a good match. Maybe I'll be impressed. And then it was just a squash and he had like a goofy gimmick. So it was just Claudio killing some goofy jobber. And so I was like. Why did we need to do all this, like, hoop and ballyhoo if we're just setting up a match that I'm very excited for? Paige and Claudio will, will hump, as the kids say. But, nah, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. And then this was probably the worst match because they kind of botched a few things. And I was like, nah. But Nigel McGuinness had another great call and commentary because he uh, Claudio stopped the swing right before 10. And he went, yeah, I stopped it because the locals couldn't count to 10. So, another Nigel McGuinness quality commentary bit other than that eh, I got nothing I'm almost tapped out I got got nothing with this
0: right yeah I agree I'll just move on (laughs) (laughs) for the best segment
2: it's happening guys
1: oh man
0: Lexi Nair backstage with Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Ricky Starks is going to return to Daly's place, a champ. His debut was there against Cody Rhodes.
1: That it. Uh, we can all go home.
0: For the TNT title. Uh, he lost, but uh, can stand here today, one half of the tag team champs. He will destroy Sammy on dynamite uh apparently they're doing a one-on-one match which i'm actually excited about um then big bill challenges jericho and sammy for the titles uh the battle of the belts yeah crowd booze um
2: yeah i've heard speculation that they're just doing that to get the match out of the way i don't I hate to say it, I don't think so. And maybe I'm just wrong. I don't think Tony Khan takes these allegations seriously. So I think they're going to just continue on. I don't know why I have a bad feeling about that. I just, I think, there, you know how I said there's two roads with the Sting route? I think the other route where Sting and Darby beat Takeshta ends up at Revolution being Sting and Darby versus Guevara and Jericho for the tag titles. And Sting and Darby win on their last match mm-hmm. and, you know, Darby has to find a new member or something like that. That's kind of the, the other route I can kind of see going because then it's like, ooh, old WCW legend versus old WCW legend, four-pillar versus four-pillar. Like, it's one of those, in theory, that's a great yeah. idea. But because one of the members isn't very popular right now, it might not work out, so... I don't know i I still just have a bad feeling about this match, but hopefully Starks versus Guevara will be good. This is my first Sammy Guevara singles match, actually, so
1: yeah, it's been quite okay. some time he he's gr- he's a great worker, so um hopefully, hopefully there's a silver lining for it right there. So, yeah, I just feel like Battle of the belt specifically is just like a weird obligation that they just sort of throw whatever onto they're they're always okay. The one we saw live was actually a lot of fun, but. Yet again live wrestling is always a special thing so uh yeah i don't know uh head scratcher uh mm-hmm. i was hoping they would just kind of bill and ricky would go off to do way more interesting stuff than les ex gods but mm, i don't know what do you think dave mm,
0: yeah i don't i, I kind of feel like they did it to get it out of the way personally too uh yeah i don't know like did you guys kind of hear the whole like, you know, it began with like Nick Hausman talking about the Jericho stuff and he backtracked kind of a lot too on it now.
2: So, well, to be fair, again, I don't speak much about the allegations. All I'm saying is that they're making him unpopular. That's all I'm saying is that people boo Jericho. And the reason why is because there are allegations. The only person that's reporting these allegations is Nick Hausman or whoever he had on that podcast. So, Like, to be fair to Chris Jericho, that's the only person, like, really going on about this. And so that's, you know, it it could not be true. It could very well not be true. And that's fine. You know, probably better. But, you know, until some, like, I think this is just, you probably just shouldn't have Jericho on TV, regardless. Like, until you can, without a doubt, say nope jericho's a great guy he's never done anything wrong or if he has he's repented and apologized like until you can come out and say that you need to not have him on tv yeah
0: um but yeah after that we finally get to our main event of the night which they gave like 25 minutes to uh ftr versus house of black uh if ftr loses they have to join the house of black and renounce their own families um it was cool there was literally a dark cloud over the ring did you catch that from the yeah. pyro like it that was, it, it was cool. like eerie uh dax's family was ringside um let's see Cash and Matthews had a great uh, Matt exchange, some good chain wrestling, uh, really got me fired up. Uh, Cash and Dex do a double Russian leg sweep to uh, Matthews, uh, my buddy Matt's favorite wrestling move. Uh, Malachi Black sits down. Dax sits down in front of him and flips him off. Malachi Black rolls out and approaches Dax's family. FTR chase him off. Uh, Just kind of loved how they're kind of like telling a little story during the match and making it, you know, making it matter a little more. I like that. Uh, Malachi uh, Malachi Black uh, leg sweeps Cash. Uh, Matthews. Back body drops Cash on the apron, then Malachi moonsaults on Cash, uh, then some kicks to the midsection to Cash. Uh, Announcement or uh, the announce team says that Magnum TA is backstage. I wrote that down. Uh, I think he would have been like major huge like wrestling star if he didn't get in i think a motorcycle accident or something crazy like that but yeah that's kind of a cool cool thing i'd like to i'd like to see like a wrestling what if kind of weird storyline
1: yeah people like he was gonna be like the next hulk hogan like he they were gonna push him to the moon and then unfortunately
0: yeah um cash tries to tag dax but matthews kicks dax off the apron uh, see then he kicks cash covers cash and kick uh he kicks out at two uh dax hits a sheer drop brain buster to malachi black and covers for two uh dax goes for a sharpshooter uh a uh, then Malachi Black hits a back elbow for a two-count to Dax. Dax superplexes Malachi uh, while Cash uh, splashes on him. Matthew dives on top of the from the turnbuckle, kneeing Cash into Dax, stopping the count. Uh, Cash goes to dive on the House of Black, but they catch him, knee him in the head, and throw him over the announce table. Malachi grabs a chair and looks at Dax's family. Dax fights back. FTR hits the shatter machine. Dax covers Matthews, but Malachi breaks the pin. FTR hit a spike pile driver on Malachi Black on the apron, and Brody King comes out. Daniel Garcia uh, takes Brody King out with a chair and cheers on FTR. Dax rolls in. Matthews Ah, uh, curb stomps him, covers, but Dax gets uh, his foot on the ropes. Matthews hits a power bomb, covers Dax, uh, flips over, and Dax covers Matthews for the win. Uh, a, kind of a cool way to uh, reverse that cover. Uh, yeah, great match. Uh, FTR and Garcia stand tall. Uh, First off, yeah, what did you two think of the match?
2: Oh, my goodness. Breeze, the very necessary. Like, like just big fight feel into the show. Um, I'll, I'm still kind of, like, on the fence about FTR. That's such an odd thing. I don't know. Like, they're excellent. They're just not, like, clicking with me, I guess. I don't know. But regardless, this match was fabulous. It was... Um, the double teaming of Malachi and Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews, I can never remember. It's so good. Like, why aren't these guys tagging way more often? Why aren't they why don't they have the tag team belts right now? Like, why don't they do more with these guys? They're so good. So uh Daniel Garcia coming out. I mean, my goodness, they they keep on selling that. No one's gonna save you after you are, no one's gonna love you. And then, oh, here comes Danny Garcia. That's one person. So I'm all for it. And then it just sets up this possibility of a six man tag further down the line that I'm stoked for. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you could have done more with this other than cut the Claudio match and give it 10 more minutes. That's all I would change is give it more time.
1: Uh, Dave brought up wrestling what ifs. What if House of Black won and they had to carry out the stipulation? That would have been really cool. Oh, yeah, of no. course. I-
0: I wanted that secretly.
1: I did, man. That would have been way more interesting.
2: Like, I, I still kind of got what I wanted with um, them kneeing Jackson's head in right in front of his daughter. I was, I cackled, I cackled at that. <laughs> I thought it was so funny.
1: Just, just sad yeah. Harwood. I Can, can't see my family no more. Starts getting tattoos and listening to metal music.
2: Yeah, that it would have been excellent. I liked our idea where it was them. T- two or like one big bret hart tattoo and they would come together and it would just be <laughs> bret Hart. i liked that idea but you know i don't i don't think that was ever gonna happen unfortunately i don't think we're ever gonna get i i kind of think house of black are on their way out too maybe not brody king and julia hart but i think malachi and uh buddy are kind of walking away so they're gonna have one nice good program left and they're gonna put FTR and Daniel Garcia over in this big fashion and then Brody King and Julia Hart will probably just be a duo for after that.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see Brody and Julius Day. I actually think they're a really good fit. So uh but yeah, the other ones they almost seem like yeah, disconnected from the roster. Like they come out, have these like great banger matches and just like boop back into the background in my box. And it's like I'd like to see him a little more, I don't know, interaction interactive with the rest of the roster. How about you, Dave? Yeah. Um yeah,
0: I mean there has been rumors about them both maybe wanting to uh head back to the WWE. Yeah, they're they're incredible when they team. I, I like the Malachi Buddy team better than the Brody and Malachi team. Uh, cause Brody doesn't need Malachi to like be a monster solo talent. So, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, good match. Uh, and you know, it's not over yet. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna have a blow off at some point, maybe Revolution. Uh, cage match stipulations who knows
2: and i loved the yeah. uh, the very ending with the 10 bell salute because that um where like if a bad guy's beating up the good guys and they ring the bell frantically i don't know if they're like trying to get them to stop or trying to get people's attention but that's not something that ever happens at wwe so that was pretty new to me i've heard that's like a wcw thing is that true
0: Oh, they don't do that in WWE. Like frantically ring it when someone's like in a submission after the match.
2: They just kind of let it happen. Like it just wow. Yeah, that was a
0: WCW thing for sure.
2: So it's new to me. So I was like, "Ooh, what? Like, why are they like doing it so off pace? Like, what's up, guys? How hard is that?" And it's oh, well, of course, it's Julia Hart. Like, it's just kind of nice to see the House of Black all together again because they've been away for so long and. It was creepy, it was eerie, and it sets up a follow-up match. So I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. Um, FTR and Garcia stand tall, but then the House of Black jump them. Uh, Matthews curb curb stomps Cash on a chair. Malachi hits a spinning kick to Dax with a chair. And Brody hits Garcia with a chair. Uh, Julia rings the bell for the 10-bell salute. Uh, House of Black, stand tall. Um, Yeah, uh, I really wanted FTR, House of Black member thing to happen, but, uh, yeah, good match. Uh, I'd really like Chandler for you to watch that, uh, like, hour-long Iron Man, FTR versus... uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson match. If you ever get bored, uh, that that kind of like that almost gave me this vibe watching this match. So
2: was it the Iron um, Man? I thought it was a two out of three falls. Oh, it was a two out of three. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that's what I meant.
2: Well, I list. I have not seen it. I I just wrote it down. So I believe that was like right
0: before like anyone thought Punk was coming back to or at all or,
2: or it right after it maybe he was there right
0: oh oh yeah i guess he was back yeah 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 he had to have been
2: oh we, we mentioned um, punk it happened baby
0: oh What's thumbnail
2: the... thumbnail let's just mention rhea ripless so we can get her in the thumbnail too
0: yeah um but yeah you want to get into uh high points and low points yeah you'll want to start yeah, yeah. Um, low point for me, I guess, was them announcing the Jericho match on for Battle of the Belts. Uh, yeah, don't love it, but I want them to just get it over with. <laughs> and I don't want them to win. Um, I guess my high point of the night was the retro Sting Ric Flair banter promo. Uh, I mean, I, I literally got up out of my chair and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Pumped. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, my high point. Uh, how about you guys?
1: Uh, for me, my high point was, um, get the, uh, the idea of getting hook and Joe. I, I thought the promo was pretty cool and I don't know, just kind of like a look at the future. Um, kind of into that idea. I was like, oh, that could be fun. And it's not a pairing that really ever popped in my head. So I think that's one of Tony Khan's biggest strengths is just his you and you. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I needed that match. But now here I am. I really want that. So uh, for me, I think that's kind of my high point, uh, low point. Same as you, Dave. Um, like I said, a lot of the show was like mid to up for me. And I think that was definitely the lowest point. I was just like, mm, don't want to see it. And I'm all Jericho out.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, my high point, I'd have to give it to what I just said—the Julia Ten Bell salute. Because I was literally thinking, like, man, I like Julia Hart really should be on like something. I kind of just want something for this show and have her be on the show in a really interesting way. I stug it. And then low point, I gotta pick one. Um, I I'll just agree with you guys. It was that we're actually getting the Jericho match. I just kind of wish they forgot about it and moved on, but. Not yet. We haven't. We gotta get. We gotta see the match. We we don't want another Keith Lee swerve situation where we're holding on to that for a year and it gets to a point where they're like, "It'll never happen at this point." But yeah, uh, any big news happen over the weekend?
0: Uh, Monet is imminent. Is it? Is it like?
2: is it like confirmed confirmed or are we still kind of like
0: like this morning it was more confirmed than yesterday
2: how like what what what's changing i guess or like what's being known or
0: Mm, i don't know for sure i mean who knows you know who really knows
2: yeah (laughs) you know it's always it could be a work but we'll see
0: uh, do you think it could be uh, Dynamite in Jacksonville?
2: You think Daly's place? Uh, I mean, they yeah, haven't announced good. a women's segment, but maybe
0: could be uh, the place. Do what they did with Sting, where he debuted.
2: Mm-hmm. It's got a yeah, it's got a name. It's called Homecoming, so that would be like a Mercedes Monet debuted for AEW at Dynamite Homecoming, which is the same thing they did for Sting, which is. He debuted at Winners Coming. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that happening.
0: Yeah. Maybe um, they would,
2: fu- would that guarantee the two segments a show? Would it?
0: Maybe. God, I hope so. Uh, mm. She should put that in her contract.
2: <laughs> you will do two women's shows a, or two women's segments a show, even if I'm not in them.
0: Yeah. I think that would be fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, ringside news here. Most uh yeah. AEW debut imminent
2: all right well, who knows
0: man who really knows
2: i'll believe it when i see it you know but i, I she most likely is um i think from the double double east side again it's quiet um cm bunk will be on raw tonight so i'm sure that'll be a hoot and a half yeah um, um i guess yeah. I'll... oh also uh tna
0: uh each day at 1 p.m they're releasing youtube videos uh debuting their new TNA belts that they're oh, cool. uh they've redesigned. Ooh, that they already okay. showed off the tag titles uh and the X division title held by Chris Sabin. Uh oh, nice who we saw live <laughs> at Prestige. Oh, oh did uh, we really? Well, he? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, a Motor, Motor City Machine Gun.
2: Oh he was the Chris other Sabin. guy. Okay, okay, okay. I don't I don't know their names that nope. well, but he was the other guy of the Motor City machine guns. Okay. Um, they're not okay. So that's they're cool. not he's I was just gonna say they're not stripping uh, them of the titles, they're just switching from impact to DNA, nope. right? Okay. Yeah that's, it's kind so. of
0: a little like Scott D has got the bag and like here, thank you for your service, and like gives them the new the new design and that's kind of okay. how it's going. Oh, okay, so, that's, uh, good. that's good. yeah i uh, really love the og tna belt especially when uh do you remember chad when moose brought back the TNA, tna belt and they were having the little like he was challenging the impact champion and that whole thing i think that was cool i love that belt the like the whole design like jeff hardy had it sting had it uh a lot a lot of big names From that cool, like watered down WCW (laughs) period of TNA, had that belt. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, that's really all I really got.
2: There was uh, one Um, thing that I kind of forgot. Uh, Heard about the rumors about the AEW title. It's getting a big redesign. Have you seen? I have not seen the leaks. I've only heard them talk about it. So, cover your ears if you don't want to hear about leaks, children. But I, uh, I think it's gonna look a little bit more like the current WWE belt, where it's all about the branding, and the branding is really big. So,
0: so what I saw was here. Let me let me get my belt. Hold on.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh! Show and tell. Who's ready for story time with David, baby? Who's belt? Dave's belt. All right
0: so what what they're gonna do instead of the AEW I mean yeah allegedly this will be a black background with a a rectangle black background and this won't be metallic anymore it'll just be like the plain AEW logo and they're also changing
2: great dog
1: dog you haven't taken your Christmas Uh, tree down yet Dude. No. No, I (laughs) haven't. to
2: stay in the Christmas spirit. Come on. Bah humbug. We're going down. I
1: I just want to heal on Santa Claus. I got a dog
0: getting tangled. So then they're going to change. Instead of having two globes and an AEW logo, they're going to do one globe and two AEW logos. Same for, you know, this one will just be the, and they'll all be the black background on the AW logo. Not a huge change, but mm, enough.
2: Yeah, I actually quite like that title. I think it looks real good. So I wouldn't really change much to it unless you're doing like personal belts, like the Burberry belt for MJF, or I don't know what you would do for Joe. Maybe he's got like a favorite color. He wants the back strap to be, I don't know but you know maybe it'll be good maybe a we'll little see it and i'll go oh yeah that looks pretty good but they're in the uh, tv renewal season so they're kind of going to want to like refresh and shape up which i think is why we just got all those fancy new dynamite logos and all that so kind of makes sense that they're changing the title too
0: yeah yeah that uh that's pretty much all i can think about um Cool. Yeah. Great show. Uh, um, all right. Episode of Collision. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to Dynamite actually being back in daily's place. I think they're yeah. going to do something big.
1: Yeah. The last Dynamite was fire. I really hope they keep that, at least keep their uh, dynamite momentum going because I mm-hmm. uh, uh, really enjoyed the last one and uh, I don't know. Like, made me hopeful for the future. So.
2: No matter what, we'll get Samoa Joe, we'll get Sting and Darby versus the Don Callis family, which I feel like that could be, no matter who wins, that could be a very fun match. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think, I hate to say it, if you have that kind of like uh, theme or kind of like feel of that like a dragon street fight, but like not crap, it could be good. And I feel like this could be kind of like little silly, little pantomime, but still entertaining. And I think this will be like that. I don't think this will be, even if Dakesh and Hobbs win, it won't be like they kill Darby or they kill Sting. I think no matter what, it'll be even and it'll be fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it could be a, uh, some crazy shenanigans, some Don Callis cheating. Uh, I think that would, you know, keep uh, Sting and Darby looking, looking good.
2: I don't want to um, give you a heart attack, but you remember from uh, Forbidden Door where Don Callis was like, gonna kill Kenny Omega and he like shoves the screw, I want that with Sting, but like, of course he gets saved or he gets out of the way, but Don Callis is like, so I'm gonna picture. kill you. Mm.
1: Yeah, Or yeah. he makes contact yeah, yeah. and Sting, just does the Sting no-sell.
2: Oh, it's like that uh, Sammy Guevara 630 where Sting just didn't move and he just is like, yeah, I'll take that, I don't care. I'm Sting. <laughs>
0: Or Sting does the gorilla thing with a screwdriver.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: uh, it's like the skewer spot. No, it's
2: like swerve with the state force It's like, oh, why are you doing that now, man? You're at the tail end.
1: <laughs> oh man, remember Mira took the uh the skewers? Oh, that was stuck uh, in there for yep. so Jeez. long. And... Wow. Yeah.
2: Good stuff. Oh, yeah, but, make sure you check uh, yeah. out Prestige if you have it It's a, it's a real fun time They're on like IWTV or something like that It's an app or something mm-hmm. But check it out, it's a lot of fun
0: If you're in the uh, Pacific Northwest uh, They're they're here uh, Every two or three months uh, They flip flop to California and here basically So yeah, they're at the Globe Theater
1: Yeah, they also uh, Last do time the, uh, Combat Princess stuff too The all, all women's uh uh, promo promotion out there. Apparently it's really
0: good too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think that just about does it. Uh, cool. Thank you gentlemen for coming on the show.
1: Thanks. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, think that's all we got today. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to like subscribe, comment, check us out on the audio realm. Uh, and uh yeah thank you for your support uh we really appreciate you and we love what we're doing uh yeah check out our content our top five videos and uh yeah you'll probably like what you see (laughs) thank you have a good one bye peace
1: Bye bye